Hey, welcome back to Take Breaks and Hot Takes. I'm Zach. I'm Rich. He looks. You don't want to see his mustache right now because it's it's absolutely horrible. It, it's a goatee. I look. It, lo- that is not a goatee. Yeah, I got a little chin. You look like you went down to the border, jumped over twice, and came back like a twice baked potato. In case you're wondering what the the background is, this is a little different format. We've come to the point that lots of content creators come through where we didn't have enough time this week to really figure anything out. Yeah. That might be on our next episode uh, that we so, record today. So instead, we decided to uh, to kick back, crack open a few, and uh, what are we doing? Um, well, I'm going to ask you the subreddit of Ask Men oh, God. on Reddit. So that's going to be fun because I, I can only imagine some of the responses you have. I would assume that this is a forum where non-men ask, hopefully men, things about men. Yeah. Okay. okay. So I'm just going to go right down the order. Uh, some of these. Has your best friend ever seen you naked, and if so, why? You know, no, no, I I can't think of any reason. Once you get out of school, where your best friend I never to- I never even seen anyone naked in school. The only time I did that was whenever people were uh, it was like wrestling practice, and that was it. Well, exactly, and I didn't do any of that either. And but- people still hid their dongs. Yeah, I was gonna say you try to. It's funny because sometimes after uh, I'm at the gym. I get changed before I go to work. I'll be sitting there changing, and another dude will come in. It's towards the end of the night, and it's always the same thing. You make sure you never make eye contact. <laughs> you take your pants off as quickly as possible and put the next pair on, and then you just you awkwardly just like as you're putting your shoes on, you make sure your field of vision is just the shoe because you don't want to see. I thought it didn't matter as long as you make, didn't make eye contact. That's, exactly, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's like it's like the unwritten rule of the urinal. You go in odd numbers. You look at the wall, you don't make contact, and the only time it's appropriate to make a conversation is at a sporting event. Yes. Or, if you have to take the urinal next to the guy, just being like, ah, sorry, man. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's it. <laughs> then you just stop. <laughs> Alright, I gotta say, is uh, my best friend never seen me naked. Boxes as close as I ever got. Mainly because, you know, it's fucking 2 o'clock in the morning and you're doing illegal shit anyways. Yeah, um, yeah no. No, I don't. I don't understand it. That I, I I've heard people like being like jerking off with their best friends before. Yeah, but like, like why? No, well here's my thing. Just like regular point, I don't want to see another penis unless I absolutely have to. Yeah, exactly. And no offense to our viewers who are you know pro peen wherever they go. I understand it. It's a lifestyle decision. I personally, it's just not something I, I get. Yeah, but, hey. yeah, I, I don't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Here's another one. You ready for this one? It's Friday night, and you're single, but you don't give a fuck about going to bars or dating apps. What's left? Is this even a... I feel like this is even a gendered question. I like, mean... Um, well, let's just go down some of the list of our hobbies. I mean... Friday night magic, baby. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I print off miniatures, and I paint them, so that would be yeah, something, you know... Work on your grind. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, balance your budget. Yeah. There's so much more you can do other than going to bars and dating. And this really late. seems like this is like interleaved with the one thing where supposedly men think about sex every five seconds yeah, or whatever like, oh, it is. That's all like, men want to do. Yeah. yeah. No, we have so much more bullshit we got to put up with. My Friday night anymore is going to consist of doing repairs to the house. Um, I got to get my yard mowed. I got a, a, a garden to attend to. I don't get no time to go to no fucking bar. Oh, here's another one. Just the only bars I got is the bars I'm laying down. 
sat in on the toilet and just yeah. scroll on your phone for 30 minutes because oh you God. can. That is the greatest thing. Oh, it's 100 Until your leg gets numb. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then you walk with a hobble after that for like another 45 I hope these get better because, okay, we're. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't know how you're going to feel about this one, but here we go. In general, how do men feel when their partner is very affectionate and cuddly towards them, providing and provides a lot of kissing and hugs? This is a good one, actually, because I think this will tell you kind of two things about yourself. How comfortable you really are with this person, and if you have any issues you might want to deal with. Because I know for me and most of my life, it's made me very uncomfortable. I, and I, intimacy is one of those things anyway that's kind of uncomfortable, but it's a weird one. Cause it, it, it is a little bit, but like I think that's where a lot of people, uh, especially as men, they don't understand the uh, the uh, one wor- big word that a lot of people don't really get it anymore is aftercare. And even if you're not into doing like the aftercare bullshit, it's definitely something that you should do, even if it, it doesn't take long. It's just a few minutes. Oh yeah, and they're gonna love you even more and care about you. Like, oh, look how great he is. He, he stayed in bed after me after making my eyes roll back in my head and I had a seizure. Yeah, yeah. He said, like, okay, you can leave now. Start yeah. smoking a cigarette. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I'm just going to roll over, crack his beer, and... <laughs> yeah. Rolls back over. You're still here? Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> no, that is not the kind of man you want to be with. No. No, and here's the thing. If you can't receive love, you really can't give love. Because I, I've found this with myself. If you aren't comfortable receiving affection then you're probably not good at giving it because there's something in your head either you don't think you're good enough for it or whatever, and that's definitely something, if you feel, try to see why. You know, explore that, look into that. Yeah, exactly. And that was kind of a legitimate time is like uh, as acceptable is if you uh, paid a professional. Yeah. that That's really about it. Hey, have a good day. <laughs> that's exactly. We both knew what this was. Yeah. Okay, I kind of like that one. That I, I tell you what was really weird. I had one time I I've visited a professional and uh, like the next day I saw her in the store. Oh, <laughs> it's yeah. so fucking weird. Does it, you're, like, you're going. I know you. I know I can't speak to you. I'm just gonna walk by you. If we make eye contact, I'll wave, and that is all that's exactly. that is done. <laughs> hey, what are you doing at six? What are you? You want to go for dinner? No, 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 no. no that's no. not. You went through the proper channels. You did the thing. You supported your local business, and you didn't make it weird. Right, that's. I, I find this one a little bit odd. This person says, "I recently read that wearing glasses is not manly. What are some outrageous things you heard are not manly?" Okay, I, I love this one because I watched an entire thing with this gal where she did masculine hot takes, and my favorite one was this, because I have long hair to preference this, that men who have long hair are effeminate, because if I bend you over and you look like a woman from the back, that's gay. And I agree with the woman because it was hilarious. This girl, she said there, she's like, process, she's like, I think you bending over other men's the gay part here. Well, here's the thing: is that they did really a lot of squats, and then, and then you got something. <laughs> At that point, that's advertising. Oh, oh! Another great one I saw was that men who es- express emotions are gay because emotions are a female trait. That's such bullshit. Yes. Uh, what are we fucking robots? Is, has, has the AI taken us over? Well, what I love about people because this is a woman that said that, I'm sitting there going, "So wait a second, you don't want a man." who is so repressed he beats you, which 100% I get, but you also don't want a man who talks about his feelings in a healthy way because 
That's gay, bro. <laughs> oh my Christ. No, there, there's some, there's some that, real hot takes. In oh this my world. gosh, yeah, no, no, that's just fucking wild. But I love that with glasses. <laughs> yeah, how dare you want to see? Oh yeah, I'm sorry. It doesn't make it manly because I'm more kind of turned off on the idea. I want to fight because I don't want to snap him in half and end up with my glasses inside my eyeball. <laughs> oh god! Here, I give you a little short story about that. Not even the fighting part. I was when I was a kid, I was wearing. I of course I wore glasses because I got LASIK now. But during baseball, my daddy gave me the best advice in the world. I was in the outfield. He's like. Keep your eye on the ball. It'll go right into your mitt, right? That's a fucking lie. <laughs> Straight up fucking lie. Here's, and here's why. I kept my eye on the ball, all right? It smacked me right in my right eye. My lens flipped out of my glasses, came up on my eyebrow, and cut me all the way down. Oh, yeah. I think I got like 20-some stitches out of that. Oh, well. And mind uh, you, I was like nine years old, so I'm like, I'm on the ground. <laughs> just crying away like a little bitch. And that's why I think one of the few times, like, hey, it's okay to cry. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's traumatic. If you've almost been maimed, you get a pass. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, you know, walk it off. Yeah. <laughs> Start doing Forrest Gump. <laughs> Lieutenant Dan, you ain't got no legs. Okay. All right, this one, you might like this one. because I, I think this would be a little bit interesting. What is something you were hesitant to try, but once you tried it, the quality of your life improved? That's actually a legitimate, deep-sounding yeah, question. Yeah, I, I got to think of something. Because doing, I think doing whatever's uh, in the unknown. Yeah, that's... that's For better or worse, something you've never done before. And it really, I think, because it makes you push yourself. That's true. Or do something that you're not comfortable doing. You're right on that. Because worst-case scenario, you can 100% say, yep, not for me. Exactly. And you can honestly say if someone asks, well, have you thought about trying Yeah, I did. Didn't like it. Yep, tried it. Been there. Yep. Not been in over twice. <laughs> we kept our socks on. That's fine. Yeah. Well, he also said no homo. Just like they did in Boondock Saints. Right. <laughs> and, you know, if you're in uh, one of these ultra-conservative states right now, I know things are getting weird, but keep that one in your pocket we're not gay we're just you know two yeah. dudes being dudes yeah exactly <laughs> or, or we want to make her pretend like she has the power that's what it is yeah, right right oh. <laughs> alright this one's a deep one alright you ready for this how do I get past the regret and resentment that comes from realization of wasting my 20s Ooh, this someone's is someone's ahead of their time yeah yeah, the best because thing... Because I would say, motherfucker, you're already 40. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to hit me like priceless by 25. You know, I'm going to say this, especially if you're still in your 20s. It Enjoy. seems like you've spent a, wasted a lot of time and all that, but in the grand scheme of things, you really haven't. Because... It's a in the bucket. But if you feel like you're... I think if you feel like you're wasting time in your 20s, do something good with it, like get an extra job or... Find something you're passionate about and go after it. Yeah. And then you won't feel like you're wasting that much time. I mean, it seems like, I know it's a common sense, I don't know if it's a common sense sensor, but it's sensical. Yeah, but we have a society where we constantly push this narrative. Like, it's normal for, oh, what, you didn't graduate college when you were 14 years old? What are you doing with your life? Yeah, exactly. And, like, and the thing is, I, I'm not a proponent of college because nowadays it's getting to the point with college, too, is... A bachelor's degree doesn't mean shit. Not just that, but now the, it's a master's degree. The wages are going down relative to the cost of college going up. 
I'm not anti-college, but I definitely say I'm anti... If you don't have a clear-cut idea, one, and two... How do I want to word this? I feel like you're better off trying to go out, live, get jobs. Yeah, and then exactly. I think what you want to do... I think once you're done with high school, take a year, maybe two years. Don't go to, don't don't go to college. Work, save up, find stuff you like and whatnot. Try vocation, especially if it's um, especially if you're able to do it. I know some people aren't, but and and especially if you got a scholarship, you ride that scholarship out. Oh yeah, just don't go for like English or something yeah, like don't that. Don't do something Try stupid. STEM degrees, they're boring, but they still pay money. Exactly, and then you can get a job pretty much with anything. That's exactly it. You'd be surprised. Or even business degrees, just business degrees are very versatile. Yes. And those don't really age out, because no. all, all the lessons stay pretty much the same. Yep, it's just exploit your fellow man to the maximum level, and you're good. I mean, that's what Magic did. I mean, they all, they came out and... Oh, God. We, we I'm are, glad Rudy came out and said that. I was so... I'm, I'm just... so. Uh, and to the small subset of our viewers that don't play Magic, it's uh, it, it's becoming a capitalist hellscape. Oh no, not, yeah, it is and not free market capitalism. Either. And the one guy stage. I like to watch is um his name is on YouTube's um Alpha Investments, and uh, he has a lot of friends, especially uh, some of the board members he's friends with. And that's what one of the board members told him is like, we just want to see how far we could push it. It all the entire Magic Thirty was an experiment. That's all it was. Thousand dollars for a pack. Okay, uh, people ain't gonna pay thousand dollars for a pack. No, a pack of non legal cards. Yeah. That's you know, it was alpha and beta, but they, that's because they wanted to see if they could get around the revised uh, rule that they said, we'll never print these ever fucking again. Right, right. Yeah, just skirt that. Oh, God. Yeah. All right, let's... All right, all right. Uh, speaking of, we'll just build on it. What is ho- What is your hobby that you think others may find surprising? Uh, That's a good question. Hobbies... Because many or five, five friends don't count because everyone does it. I was going to say, I mean... <laughs> If you don't know me, maybe rock climbing, but I feel like that's going to be pretty, like a basic bitch I, hobby. Honest, honestly, I never would have known that, that you were a rock climber. Because I always, I've always fed into more of the nerd stuff of, like, your, you know, your standard video games, but magic for me was, like, the big thing. And my my biggest other thing I really enjoy was, uh, it's ping pong. Ping pong. I will destroy. I skipped half my, at least half my classes when I was in college. It's it, it's funny you say ping pong because I kid you not, I'm on a Discord with my other friends that we play uh, like Diablo and things like that, and this one dude has gotten so into ping pong that his company's trying to relocate him. And his biggest thing was let me look to see if there's a ping pong hall near there because he's going to tournaments. He's treating this like his I wish I could do that. Made hobby. And I've tried to keep it on my but in my head. I saw Balls of Fury when I was 10 years old. <laughs> and every so time I didn't see Christopher walking, we had to play ping pong, or as the Chinese call it, ping pong. And then when they had the fucking guy, they're ping ponging to the death off average. Oh, God. Yeah, that, that's that's oh, to yeah. me. That's what I, I loved it so much. Like, I even did a five finger discount when I was in college, got this Olympic uh, paddle. Oh, God. It's like an $80 paddle. I thought you were about to say you stole an entire Olympic-sized ping-pong table. Is really what I thought you were about to say. No, no, going, I'm not that talented. How'd you get it out of the store? That's just... Well, little side story up on that. Um, I was reading this uh, one article about this dude literally stole 20 TVs from Walmart. He went to the customer service with a TV in his cart with a receipt. Or, no, no, he didn't have a receipt. I'm sorry. He did not have a receipt. And started screaming, yelling... Just straight up just 
fucking freaking out. So, you know, Satrui's trying to escort you out. Well, they escorted him out with the TV. Oh, that's... That's smart. Because <laughs> he came to return the TV, right, but I don't have a receipt. Oh, we're sorry, sir. We can't... <gasps> what do you mean? He is oh, get yeah. the fuck out of my store. Okay, no, all right, all right, I get it, I get it. So not only he left the store with the TV, he was escorted. I'm like, I'm sure he probably asked security, can you help me get this back in my car? That's great. God, it's, I fucking love it. All right. Anybody that screw up a Walmart, I'm happy with. <laughs> oh, God. All right, you ready for this one? This one is not safe for work. Oh, good. Do men care about how a woman's Volvo looks like? No. I think it depends. I really, I well, hear me out. All right, all right. All right. So some people are um um a sub um a po not a post um has have genetic disorders where they get these little root things like you would get um like those things in your spine. Um, I've talked to you about it before. Oh, like the ingrown hairs. Or it's the not ingrown hair, but you they actually have to be surgically removed. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So. That might be a little. If you if you've never seen one before, or you're not, you just used to seeing freaking Volvos in general. A person who's perfectly healthy and that you know, oh, they're, and then you see those stars, you're going, what the fuck happened? Because you don't have no kids or none of that. You don't know what you don't know. I don't think you yeah. know what to expect. Yeah, but I'd say that's one of those things that if you really love the person, it's probably not going to matter. Hygiene is hugely important for oh, everybody. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, That's no. Keep that shit clean. Yeah, exactly. But barring hygiene being an issue, I really don't think... Most men, I don't think, would have a problem with it. I, I typically don't. Um, no, but hygiene is as, as long as you... Yeah, personally... Wash yeah, your balls, long, too, guys. Just, yeah. Please. Take care of your shit. Either, either way you sway, take care of your shit. Yeah. Just, it just don't... <laughs> All right, you're going to love this. Um, I'm going to do a little bit out of order, but um, this one. What are some unspoken male social rules? Oh. oh I'm going to say the head nod. The head, 100%. If we make eye contact, it's just a head uh, yep. Well, it depends, because if you point down, you point down, it's like a uh, respect. If you point up, hey, I know you, what's up? Yeah. Uh, never take the urinal next to a man if the urinal after it is open. If there's three urinals... And one guy's on the right, you take the left yes, most. You always go by always. odd odd numbers, and then if there's no other spaces, then you fill in the space. Yep. And then you keep your eyes straight ahead, like a sociopath. Try not to grunt too much, finish, and leave as quickly as yes. possible. Unless you're at a sporting event or some other event that will give you something to talk about. Because it's, you know, you're at a sporting event. Oh, oh those fucking stillers. Do you believe he missed that block? Yeah, yeah. those piece of shit overpaid athletes. That's the only time it's acceptable. Yep. We're already all fucking drunk, oh, anyways. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, what are? Let's see. What are this other? Because it's so. There is that unwritten rules mm -hmm. that we all follow, and it's. I don't know if it's genetic or we just know. I, I don't know either. Because um, I remember my uh, my one buddy. He t told me he had to teach teach. He was teaching his kid not to uh, drop his drawers when he goes to the bathroom. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and he's like probably like I think. Probably, I don't know, what do you think? Five, six, somewhere in that range? I will say it's around that range, but it, it was funny. He goes, you know he's going to put a finger in your butt. <laughs> I tell you what, that kid has never dropped his drawers again. <laughs> uh, 
I like I went zero to sixty. He went from just being like, "How do I get this child number two? Ah, oh, you know what? Sexual assault. That yeah. seems like yeah, he, he just felt whatever. He just went over there, went right by the, his ear, and whispered to him. You know that guy's gonna put a, your, his finger in your butt. Oh my god! <laughs> that kid, he said he said he never saw him pull up his drawers ever so fast ever. He's never dropped him ever since. Oh my god! That like, I had to teach him how to pee like a man. <laughs> my response was like, "Are you sure you didn't starve him at the same?" Yeah, time? no. <laughs> oh my! You got the desired result, but you wonder like. <laughs> And people think we are emotionally manipulative. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm just saying the first time he gets an adventurous girlfriend, she's doing a little reach around, and he's like, oh, no, you don't. <laughs> Flying knee to the you face. He's like, fucking bunch of bunny shit over here. Whole, whole My daddy warned something. me about you. <laughs> oh, it's true, but uh, I'm a woman. I'm allowed to. <laughs> Problem solved. There's no more trauma. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> That's another thing, just as a general side note for everybody. Don't surprise people in the bedroom. That is not the place to do that. No, no, you need to talk about that yeah, shit. That's, there's a, that's a conversation that you have way before you want to try anything too adventurous. Exactly. It's like, what's your comfort See, level with butt stuff? I, I, all right, on a first date, what would you say... Now, this is just me asking. What would you say would be an appropriate question? between? I say from dates from one through three, but let's just say it's just the first date. You don't know where it's going yet. When it comes down to se- to uh, sexual things, that's a good question. Actually, I feel like if it's going well and you you feel easy to talk to the person because you know judge their comfort level, see how prudish they are, whatever. If you even want to continue, but so, you know, I shouldn't start off. Do you like butt stuff? <laughs> I don't say that you can. <laughs> I think if you both, I don't think that's how you get a second date. <laughs> no, probably not for most people. I will agree, but. Uh, that's a good question, actually, because I'm one of these people, I feel like by the third date, you should be having actual conversations, because that's probably three weeks in, or at least two weeks yeah, in. Yeah, exactly. Where I, I would definitely say boundaries, communication, things like that are important. I, mean, I think boundaries are probably definitely a first date kind of deal. Yes, like, I do too. I mean, I, I know, I remember when I went out with Tabs for the first date, and it was, it was a great conversation, like, we shut down the place. Uh, we shut down Applebee's. It was we had, we were there like three four hours somehow, but I mean, but the conversation's going good. It, it was great, um, but yeah, well, I don't think we actually talked about really about boundaries. We talked a lot of it was more of what we were into and whatnot, and the whole sex thing never even came up. No, but I think it is important to actually have real conversations on the first date beyond just. Hey, this is me, this is that, because whenever you're going to know somebody and stuff, you don't have to get real into it, but like comfort levels, communication types, things like that. Like for me, I'm really bad about texting back. I tell people this now so that they don't get upset because whenever I was a teenager, there was a couple of girls that I, it was going really well, we were talking, you know, and I just, I didn't text back for a week and then when I went to text them back on a Friday because that was the first time that I could do anything, Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> well, that's just, yeah, you ghosted them. Yeah, well, I, Inadvertently ghosted them. Yeah, exactly, yeah. In my mind, I'm thinking, all right, I'm going to call this gal, you know, Friday, go out. There's no reason to, you know. So stuff like that, I think, would be good. Yeah, I, I think the first day is definitely, like, just getting a feel for it, but also definitely for being, like, at least putting out the major ones, like, these are the things I will not accept. No, I think that's good because here's the thing, especially anymore. Time is valuable. 
And if it's never going to work out, you might as well determine that early enough that you're not attached or anything else. And you realize, you see, I'm a cool person. I don't think this is going to work this way. Yeah. Now, the other thing that gets me is um, I, I've been, since I've been listening to this one, uh, this one guy I really like, uh, Strong Successful Male, that's uh, his YouTube channel, but he goes, he doesn't do dinner or anything like that. He goes by the one drink rule, which is you can invite him out for a drink, whether it be a coffee, a beer, or whatnot. And basically, you go there, you get your one drink, pay your tab off, you know, so, you know, she has to pay for herself, which is understandable. I can get that. There's a lot of people still are underneath that belief that, oh, they got to pay for a woman for the first date. And I, I don't, I mean, granted, I did it with Taz, but I don't think you should pay for the woman on the first date because you're still finding out about one another and women take advantage of that to, because they're going, oh, it's a food date. They're going to buy me dinner. They're going to buy me drinks. They're going to spend 50, 60, maybe a hundred dollars. Yeah. And I'd say, for and women, I'll ghost them the next day. It, it would be better for you to pay for your own because also some men, fully expect on the first date that if I'm paying for everything, you're supposed to sleep with me. It's almost, but at the same time, though, it's almost not, I think, it's a shitty thing to think, but also as men, we were raised to, oh, we need to pay for a woman on the first date, and now it's it went from that to, oh, if I'm paying for you, you're we're having sex. Yeah. And because that's the equivalent exchange. Yeah, and, and it's just not honestly, a good dynamic. I, I support... The idea a strong successful male has about it, about the one drink rule. I okay if everything's going good, have a second drink or a third drink. Still have them pay for themselves, but you you do find out about that person a lot quicker, I think, and get through a lot of the bullshit because a person can bullshit so easily. Oh yeah, me another thing with uh, first dates, and I remember I read this when I was a teen, and this has worked for me on the few that I have been on. Pick an activity, preferably somewhere public, so she feels comfortable, because mm-hmm. I know that's the thing with a lot of women, is you don't want to be like, hey, do you want to go walk this nature trail with me for the first date, where I yeah, might no. possibly... Exactly. No, so, that, no, 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 you're going to rape them. <laughs> exactly. Pick a public <laughs> venue and an event where you both can participate, like an arcade or something like that, where there's lots of people, and that way, too, if you're both a little more introvert or a little more awkward, it gives you something to talk about, at least, because... You're playing these games or whatever you're doing, or like going to a gym, doing something different, maybe taking like a yoga class together or something like that. So you're getting to learn each about each other in a very low stakes environment, and if nothing else, both of you got to try something new if it doesn't work out. Yeah, exactly. All right, um, here I'm gonna jump to another one. Some of these are actually really good. I'm being, I'm really surprised. I thought these were some. Some of these I thought were going to be really off the fucking wall. Well, we've had a couple of them. <laughs> All right, um, this one right here. How normal is it for a woman to ask out a man? This is something. It's something newer, I, I think, because I've I the one person I went out with a date before. She not only asked him out, but she asked him to marry her. My grandmother asked my grandfather to marry her because they had been dating for a while, and it was funny because they got set up. And my grandpa was a lot like me. We're kind of introverted guys, anyway. And so it was a blind date, and they were going well. After six months, because my grandmother, she's ready to start settling down, she basically just asked him, "Hey, Dave, are we gonna get married or what? Because if you're not wanting to get, if you're not ready to settle down, I need to find someone who is, because that's where I'm at in my life." And he literally See, that's goes, excellent communication." Yeah, right exactly. And he literally goes, "No, it's been going well. I think this will work." 
They were at Justice Peace that next weekend. They were together till she died of cancer 25 years later. You know what Kira points to there is that, I don't know, I've always heard about the old school relationships like that just w- somehow worked out. Even though, I mean, granted there was a lot of times that people were tooth and nail fighting, but, I mean, but it's been kind at least of, for the 10%, it worked out. It's funny because, me personally, I don't mind if a woman asks me out because especially nowadays... And why you know so. they're interested in you. That's exactly it. You don't want to be the aggressive one and anything. It's weird because we still have a lot of these old, really ingrained gender stereotypes, but at the same time as a society, we're trying to get very progressive with we're saying they're going, oh, you don't need to adhere to these things, but then people are weird if they don't. And See, and I think that's a big difference between like the like the millennials. I think would be it's going to be more of a common thing, um, just because I think. I don't think they're more open-minded. I just think it's just more common-placed. And I don't think it has to do with anything being, being open-minded. Well, I know a lot of the younger Gen Z guys are actually scared to ask out girls. Because I have a, we, Well, that's because we've been prosecuted for that shit. Well, yeah, and it's it's really sad because... Can you imagine a guy who's 18 in high school literally can't talk to none of those people? No, and that's like... Uh, I have one buddy. He's... 21 now and that was the thing he's been on a couple of dates and both of those dates he's on the girl asked him and they knew each other simply because he's not really comfortable he's also really introverted and he's kind of shy but two it's just the environment right now and rightfully so i mean the problem is in media right now all these horrendous monsters are being brought to the forefront and now and i i get it every woman whenever you even breathe near somebody trying to rape me What's going on, buddy? Yeah. Oh, my favorite. I was watching something on YouTube. Is the people the uh, the, the gym girls? Oh yeah. Going off on the people. Like, I know that one. Oh my gosh! It's like like bros like, yo, you need a spot. Yeah. They're I, not. They're not there to fucking to so, uh, check little, you out. I mean, you PSA might look good, but most women, if this dude is like bodybuilder big, he's not interested. He yeah. was just trying to be nice because you're using his squat rack. And, and he, he wants, wants you, you out of there. Fuck out. Yeah. So he's just like, let I me don't even sh- work out. And I know the I know the cues. Now, I mean, I know there's creeps everywhere, 100%, and we're not trying to invalidate that. But a lot of dudes at the gym, especially if they're swole, that is their mission. They go there not to meet women, not to do anything else, but I'm going to throw plates onto this bar and just keep pumping it until I'm done. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think that's a big misconception, regardless of what you're doing. Yes. Is that... that idea of everyone's a fucking creep and like yeah maybe to some extent but not not nothing insane always it's just a lot of times as a man i was like i might be looking at you i am in fucking fucking in outer space somewhere going i wonder if i if i took fucking a b and c made it connected to uh fucking x y and z and go huh would that work or going oh maybe i can take over a whole country I mean, it might be a sociopath, but I mean, it's still, yeah. it's a thought that comes in. Oh, yeah, no, and, um, yeah, And, it's, like, we're not looking at you. We literally, you're not even there. No, no, because... We are so deep in thought, it doesn't, our thoughts won't even make sense. No, it, prime example, when I go to the gym before I go rock climbing, I I had a tendon injury, so I do this rehab exercises where I curl this weight, and I, I do it on both arms, and I always sit on a bench, and I just look straight ahead, and sometimes there's people in front of me, sometimes they're not. The only thing I'm thinking of when I'm curling this weight is I hope this tendon doesn't snap again because this hurts like a mother. All right, what's our what's our next one? Okay, um, 
Boys, do you drink alcohol? Why or why not? I figured that was appropriate since we are this is a good consuming one. our beverages. This is another kind of behavior that's normalized for men is a lot of people feel more comfortable with men being just drunks than men going to get help for what causes them to drink. Yeah, exactly. I've, I, uh, I myself uh, did that to myself. I completely, I, I, honestly, I wish I knew you beforehand because I wouldn't have been drinking it at least as much, or at least with the path you were on now. No, and full disclosure to everybody listening to this, I was an alcoholic for four-ish years. Yeah, something pretty, like that. Pretty heavy. And if you're to that point, there's something else going on, and I would strongly encourage anybody, if you're not comfortable enough to talk to someone else, just start thinking about it. don't dwell and you don't on need, it here's the thing is you don't need to go to AA programs because no. a lot of AA programs talk about sobriety and it's not always about sobriety there's other programs out there I forget what they're called what I don't like about AA is they act like your alcohol addiction is your entire identity and that you can't ever get to a point where you can have a couple of beers in a setting yeah, exactly. and be fine now there are other places out there like I said I can't remember them it's like okay you know what you might be an alcoholic, but you know you can you can moderate. You don't need to quit. No. If you're that kind of person that you're able to quit and cut or just cut back, then do that. Like, I was a functioning alcoholic. I mean, I was working one job and pimping in the, uh, at night. And by the time I rolled back into work, I either was half kicked in the ass and then taking shots while I'm at work. And by the time I got home, I had another six-pack waiting for me. Did you have a bottle of Jameson in your your desk? Wasn't it? Yeah, no, I had it in my car. And I would take a, a break every other hour. <laughs> I got I got to go smoke a cigarette. Yeah, exactly. That was my cigarette break. Was at least two two shots. Just just to deal with people, and I'm oh, like, yeah. I, I was going through that whole divorce at that time. No, but this is something in our society that you can drink, but you can't be honest with your problems with people. Otherwise, yeah, because I've gotten to the point where I drink. Here and there now, I was more of a social thing now. That's me. I have literally, in the last three years, had maybe a 12-pack over the entirety of the three years. I might have you beat, but yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I, mean, I enjoy like I enjoy beer now. It's now I'm not just looking for a cheap way to get drunk. It's something to Here's sit back and enjoy. how I knew I was better. I don't drink another beer until the buzz from the first one has stopped because I don't <laughs> want to keep going down. Well, see, here's the thing. I, I've made a mistake. Like today, I made a mistake. I'm on. We're on our second one. I haven't eaten yet. I and so I'm already buzzed. I'm only a beer and a half in. So I'm already buzzed. <laughs> I might try to squeak out a third one if I can. But I, I, I'm feeling pretty good. I've had. Some I feel food. fucking wonderful. And that's the thing about drinking is, it's not to get always. It's not to get wasted. It, it's drink to enjoy enjoy yourself. But again, I'm in my thirties. Yeah. Well, in your early 20s, you're like, fuck this, you're gonna, you think you're going to set the world on fire. Yeah. I mean, Nickelback still thinks they can, but oh, I mean, God. Just yeah. Well, I, I love Chad Kroger. We're going off of time, but this is a light episode. <laughs> but this man literally had a song about getting fucked up that he sang every night at the stadium and bought, had people shots delivered to the, the this audience. This afternoon, baby. Yeah, exactly. I was that guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was great. That was a great show, too. I, I actually, I, I ironically like the Dark Horse album from Nickelback. You know what? I think it's honestly one of their best albums they came out with. Because it was a, 
It was a hard hit after hard hit. No, it, it worked. They wanted to make a pop rock album. It hit. All right, what's our next one? Uh, let's see here. Okay, you're going to like this one. How often do you look back to your poop before you flush? Oh, no. Never. No, that's... I'm one of these people, too. After I close the lid and then flush it. I don't... Yeah, that's... Like, depends on how bad it is. I'm flushing while I'm doing it. Yeah, that's... No. It's called a courtesy flush for a reason. Yeah. No, I, that's... You do I you. Like you, do, you know what? You got, I love it. This is one thing I do like about public bathrooms. Is, is if you hear someone courtesy flushing... I have to try and resist the temptation to make it awkward as possible. That bad, bro. That bad. <laughs> the worst part is when I did that once by just by fucking around because I was in a, I was just in a mood. He's like, "Yeah, man, you're gonna be getting yours next." He's like, "You might want to start now." He's like, "Yeah, that uh, yeah, that Burger King." And I'm like, "Yeah." Oh shit. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> me too. Oh, oh bros, being bros. <laughs> Generally, it's unacceptable to talk when you're mm -hmm. stall to stall. The only time it's acceptable to talk... If there's no toilet paper in exactly. your stall. No toilet paper. I had to do that one time. Oh, yeah. I was like, bro, man, you got any, is there any over there? I'm empty. He's like, yeah, man, yeah. And then you got to do that awkward fucking... Mm -hmm. um, you see the disembodied hand come out from under the stall. Yeah. Oh, God, it's horrible. Yeah, it's happened to me once, too, and yeah. I mean, thank God there was someone else. Oh, boy. Wow, I'm really surprised some of these are actually not too bad. This is weird. What are some things you could find with a metal detector on busy beaches? What does that have to do with Ask Men? That, that's, yeah, is, that, that, is that like a man that thing? That needs to be in the metal detecting section. Yeah, that's just weird. Uh, what the hell? <laughs> I don't know because I guess I'm not a man. I've never went metal detecting on the beach to be able to tell you what... Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've never done a metal detecting thing. No. What's weird is there's another thing called magnet fishing where people take a, a large... I find that being pretty cool, but still... Well, what gets me is the fact that most of the time they find guns that are murder weapons, and now yeah. you got to call the police. And, I'm saying and they're, they're, they're the ones in trouble for doing it. Yeah, exactly. I'm saying... I going, saw people... Get, saw them get arrested, but I'm like, he's helping your ass out. Yeah. You, no. It's not my fault you said you went through the river. Yeah. Quote, no, unquote. Oh, yeah, we stand the river. No, apparently you fucked up. Yeah. Nah, it, oh, we're going to arrest these kids now. Because they, they showed up we did something wrong. That's the other thing. Oh, God. All right, all right. Um, here's one. This one's a little deeper. What is the difference between holding a grudge and simply being aware of how someone behaves? I would say how personal you feel it is. Because, like, there's objectively shitty people... That you you don't directly interact with, or they don't impact you. That like your friend could be like, "Man, fuck that guy. He did this or that," and you sit there objectively. You go, "Yeah, that's pretty shitty," but it doesn't affect you. And yeah. you're I, like, "Yeah, it sucks for you, man." And if you need help, I'm here for you. I, I tell you what, the one um I uh, I noticed is I I was holding a grudge for a long time. Is whenever I started dating again after I got divorced, and everyone I dated for a long time, for at least a year, they would do something like my ex would do. Like, I would think, oh, that's automatically a red flag. Fuck that person. Yeah, because you're emotionally invested in this. Yep. You've suffered because of this. Yeah, and uh, that should have been a sign to me. I should not have been in the dating scene at that time until I dealt with that crap. Well, no, and that's, there's certain things for me that I guess they call them trauma points that I can tell because most of the time I try to be nice, I can find, but 
if you hit me a certain way, it registers very viscerally, and I'm like, oh no, now I'm back in the trenches, and it's uh, it's not good. All right, um, since yeah, we got, I got time one for a couple more. Yeah, let's see here. Um, all right, this one's pretty cool. Uh, what can a twenty year old do now that will help later in life? Ooh, financial literacy. Is I was, was going to be right there. Was, my my thing was going to be with the four hundred one k. Yeah, seriously, it doesn't take that long to get up on finances and things. It's a pretty simple system. Honestly, I don't know why they don't teach it in high school. I don't either because I'm gonna be honest. And I'm studying higher level math and things, the calculus and things like that. I need it for what interests me. But I'd much rather instead of people pushing like AP calculus in high school. Have a basic finance class, because so many people don't know how credit works either. Oh, God, yeah. And I, I tell you what, the other thing that really got me, too, like, our high school had a, it was a extra thing you could have done. It was like a financial literacy thing. You know what the only thing they, they taught them, everyone how to do? Write checks. Oh, yeah. Balance a checkbook. Oh. No, no, it wasn't even balance a check. Write a check. Oh, just write a check. Write a check. Oh, that God. was a whole semester. I always have to stop myself from endorsing my own check. <laughs> Because I'll write the whole thing out, see that sign your name here, and then realize, full disclosure, I'm a, I'm a no, tail end millennial. No, so. my, mind you, I rarely use checks. So That's time, exactly. I've used, I think, two checks in the last five years. Ever since I paid off my sidewalk that they would only accept checks, I haven't wrote one in months. If you ask, if you put a gun to my head right now and ask me to write one out, I hope to God I get it right. It's like I um I had a, had an electrician come and he, he takes cash or check and I did the thing. So like, oh, I'll just pay you with a check somehow. I I had to run to the bank get a check. Then I looked at it. I was like I filled it out like I thought you were supposed. to. I was like and I had to double check with him. I was like did I fill this out right? Because I haven't filled out a check in five years. Yeah, exactly. It's and everything's so automated because my bank doesn't allow e-checks. You know, you can just electronically register yeah. a check and then send it out because I've had this one thing that I had to wire them money because they didn't do e-checks. But that's... We got one more. Yeah, one more. Um, Let's see. I want to find a fun one here. God, there's actually... All right. All right. Here's here's one. This, is, this might drive you up a wall. If men were less horny, what would happen? Okay, uh, this one annoys me because they make the assumption, one, that all of us are so horny it interferes with our life. we're a fucking rabbit and sheep. Yeah, and I gotta tell you right now, I, I, I think this is another thing in our society. Sex drives vary by person. Yeah, like, I know for me, I have a, I, I got a high sex drive. I know for you, though, you're more on the low end. Like, another friend of mine, he's, I don't think he's gotten laid in like three, four years. Same and he's like... I, and then he tells me I don't give a fuck less. Yeah, well, for me, I'm one of these people. That, you can call me a bitch in this, but for me to really feel comfortable sleeping with someone, there has to be the emotional attachment and the emotional yeah. intimacy there. And that's just because of in my life the things that happened to me. I need to feel comfortable because it. So it you're telling me not to get you a woman of the night. <laughs> <laughs> See, I tried that with my other friend too. He's like, "Do not fucking send her here." I was like. But look, as long as we keep our socks on and we don't make eye contact, then it's just being with the bros, obviously. So it's fine. But like, but dude, everyone needs a dick sucked once in a while. Yeah, no, but yeah, I, I don't like questions like this because it insinuates something. Yeah, because even you with the high sex drive, I can tell you right now because we talk like eight hours in a week, 
And if it's to be believed that you think it's sex every 15 seconds, all the conversations we have about the next Magic release or your trailers, brake systems, or whatever, yeah. every or other word should be titties. Yeah, yeah, exactly, because we're already, we're talking about stocks, we're talking about trades, what's going up, what's going down. Chemistry, I'm saying, yeah, chemistry, like, all right, let's multiply this. Yeah, um, yeah it, it's, just, it's just insane, because it just, and there's another, more to men than us just wanting sex. No, and I don't like this stereotype, too, because... It adds legitimacy when you have actual sexual predators like Weinstein and people like this yeah. that are habitual offenders. People act like, oh, well, men are all so horny anyway that how bad is he really? When the average man, I really don't think, is that horny. No, because a lot of the things, too, is we come, we got responsibilities we got to take care of, which mo- most of us take very seriously. Like, uh, I'll, I'll use this weekend, for example, because us with us not only recording, I was expecting to get um, my laundry and dryer in. I still had a yard to cut, which thankfully my dad did since I've been on the road all week. Um, I still got an oil change to do. I still have fucking another 15, 16 things I gotta do, and sex is just goes further and further down the list because I have other things that I need to be productive about, and that's what people don't understand is that we as men are more concerned with being productive than about trying to get laid. Well, another thing I think that really gets... Underplayed is the fact that men, if they're emotionally healthy, you love the people in your life so much that you want to be able to do things for them. Because I know as a man, my first instinct is if someone I care about has a problem, how can I help with this problem? I think that's kind of what our brains always go to. Like women are, yeah, are very problems. emotionally I think, supportive. I think we're, we're just problem solvers and we just cut, we want the cut and dry of it. Yeah, and... You know, now some men may be way better at being emotionally supportive. I certainly hope so, because that's a weakness that I try to work on is being more open. I'm sure some women aren't great at being emotionally supportive. You know, this is everybody is different, but by and large, I think the amount of emotional attachment and love that men feel towards people they care about is vastly underplayed in society. Oh yeah, most most definitely, because everyone thinks that men are just are, are, are a horny. Horny fox that want to fuck all the time. Yeah, I mean, granted, I mentioned in one of our episodes that I don't think my brain passed past the age of 14 or 13 or whatever it was. And yeah, I'm still a horny fox, but I got priorities. I'm an adult. I got to take care of my shit. Well, what gets me is how bad America seems to be in that if you, as a man, enjoy being around your wife and kids, people think there's something wrong with you. Yes, exactly. Like, whatever, like, hey, Jim, you won't go to the bar, it's Friday, and you're like, I just want to go home and, you know, sit on the couch with my wife and my kids and watch a movie. What the fuck's wrong with you? You're fucking pussy with Exactly. How dare you not be a man? I'm like, no, motherfucker, I am tired. I don't want to deal with shit. It's easier for me to sit on my ass, drink a beer. Hang out with my wife. Hang out with my kids. Yep. They might drive me up a wall, but you know what? Priorities change. Yeah, well, and maybe if you weren't Speaking so worried, you wouldn't have those children. Exactly. Speaking of priorities, wait till our next episode. I got an update for you. Ooh, alrighty. And you know what? That's about time. I know I, this was a little different. I hope <laughs> you guys enjoyed listening to it. I know this yep. was this yeah, is even looser than our it, normal. If you liked it, let us know. Um, it's not hard to get a hold of us. Reach out at uh, ZH. A R R zero zero three at gmail.com and we'll uh we'll take everything in consideration. Other than that, I gotta piss. Yep. Alright, y'all. Talk to you later.